They were not railway children to begin with. They were just ordinary suburban children, and they lived with their father and mother in an ordinary red-brick-fronted villa, with coloured glass in the front door, a tiled passage that was called a hall, a bathroom with hot and cold water, electric bells, French windows, and a good deal of white paint, and every modern convenience, as the house agents say. There were three of them. Roberta was the eldest. Of course, mothers never have favourites, but if their mother had had a favourite, it might have been Roberta, who was sometimes referred to as Bobby. Next came Peter, who wished to be an engineer when he grew up, and the youngest was Phyllis, who meant extremely well. Mother did not spend all her time in paying dull calls to dull ladies and sitting dully at home waiting for dull ladies to pay calls to her. She was almost always there, ready to play with the children and read to them and help them to do their home lessons. These three lucky children always had everything they needed. Pretty clothes, good fires, a lovely nursery with heaps of toys, and a mother goose wallpaper. They had a kind and merry nursemaid, and a dog who was called James, and who was their very own. They also had a father, who was just perfect, never cross, never unjust, and always ready for a game. At least, if at any time he was not ready, he always had an excellent reason for it, and explained the reason to the children so interestingly and funnily that they felt sure he couldn't help himself. You will think that they ought to have been very happy. And so they were. But they did not know how happy till the pretty life in the Red Villa was over and done with, and they had to live a very different life indeed. The dreadful change came quite suddenly with a knock at the front door. Ruth, she was the parlour-maid, came in and said that two gentlemen wanted to see the master. I've shown them into the library, sir, said she. I expect it's the subscription to the vicar's testimonial, said Mother, or else it's the choir holiday fund. Get rid of them quickly, dear, it does break up an evening so, and it's nearly the children's bedtime. But Father did not seem to be able to get rid of the gentlemen at all quickly. And when they left, he left with them. Father's been called away on business, said Mother. Come, darlings, up to bed at once. They kissed her and went. When they came down to breakfast the next morning, Mother had already gone out. To London, Ruth said, and left them to their breakfast. The children came home to one o'clock dinner, but Mother was not there. And she was not there at tea time. It was nearly seven before she came in, looking so ill and tired that the children felt they could...